In business and life, relationships are everything. Welcome to the People Catalyst Podcast, where we interview top business leaders and learn how they build relationships with their teams, clients, and those that promote and refer them. Here's your host, business trainer and leader of the People Catalyst team, Carla Nelson. And welcome to the People Catalyst Podcast, Erin Markoski. <laughs> Thank you. So, <laughs> so the backstory on that is that um, Aaron's last name is Markowski and I said it correctly. And then she said, yeah, everybody kind of says Markowski. And as soon as she said that, <laughs> I was going back and uh, pronouncing her, mispronouncing her name. So, but thank you for being on the show, Aaron. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yes, yes. And so Erin and I had an opportunity to connect in regards to her background, uh, which is affiliate marketing. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, but first, Erin, can you just share with our listeners uh, and viewers uh, your entrepreneurial story? Because we all have one. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So I have been an entrepreneur for about four years now. I actually got into the space almost by accident. Like I was telling Carla before we got on here that I used to say I would never be in sales. I'd never be a business owner. Just sounded like too much stress. I was like kind of happy being an employee, which like now that kind of makes me gag, but no, <laughs> because like that is definitely for some people and it's just hey, not for me. I'm unemployable as well, sister. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, uh, I was working at the time that I started my business, I was only working one job, but I think six months prior I was working, I was employed literally at 13 places. That's not over-exaggerating. Like I had employment with 13 different places all actively at the same time. Wow. Um, I was just a workaholic. I liked working a lot. I liked making a lot of money so that I could go travel and go do what I wanted to do. And it was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, I just, I woke up one morning and I was 22 actually, whenever all this happened. And so like last year. <laughs> <laughs> four years ago now, <laughs> um, but I was 22 and I had like snoozed my alarm. It was one of those mornings where you're just like, you just don't want to get out of bed. And I kept snoozing my alarm over and over and over again. And I like stared at the ceiling and I was just like, oh my God, I don't want to get in the car. I don't want to drive to my job. Like this sucks. And I heard my thoughts. I like for the first time was like observing them. And I was just like, I'm 22 years old. Like I'm thinking this and feeling this way. Like, how long has it been? Let me like assess my life. Let me look back. How long have I been thinking this and waking up in the morning and just snoozing my alarm 13 times, not being excited to jump out of bed. Like if I'm not waking up and jumping out of bed, being like, thank God I'm alive. And I get to be Aaron Markoski again for a day. Like, thank you, Lord. Like if I'm waking up and I'm like dragging myself out of bed and I'm just driving to work, like, oh my God, I don't want to go this way what? Like I was 22. I just kind of saw the trajectory of my life. I was like, dude, if I don't make giant changes. Like this is going to be how I wake up in the morning when I'm 30, when I'm 40, 50, 60. Like if I don't make significant changes, then like nothing significant changes in my life. So like, I need to do something. So I literally, I think I put my two weeks in that day. Cause I was just like, I don't have any other, I, I didn't have a plan or anything. I just kind of like quit. Uh, and after a week went by, I was like, okay, I need to go back to work and like bridge this, but like, I need to find something. And I actually saw an ad on Facebook. This is 2017. So I saw an ad on Facebook to make money online. And like, when I saw it, I was like, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to like work online. I'm going to make six figures. I'm going to travel. And uh, yeah, I was really excited about it. So like friends, family, coworkers. Yeah, yeah. How'd that go? They were like, you are so getting scammed. Like <laughs> what? Like make money online. Yeah. All right. 
uh, I actually quit my job two months later because I had made my first sale. And as soon as I made my first sale, I was like, if I can make one sale, I can make a thousand sales. Like I'm out of here. So I quit my job. And uh, yeah, my first full year, I actually made six figures, which was nuts because I had never even made like a fifth of six figures in my life because I was always just working random jobs. Um, it was nuts. It was crazy. So that that's like the inception of my business, I guess. That's awesome. Well, every, I just love the fact that you took action because I think, you know, awareness is one thing. And then to go, you know what, I have to make a significant change if anything in my life is going to change significantly. I mean, it's so basic, but I think at the same time, the fear of the unknown, even if, because I think we're all kind of have this entrepreneurial thing inside of us. There's a reason why people that have been in corporate America for 30 years want to get out, even though they're making a lot of money and do their own thing. You know, I think we all have this desire to put our dent in the universe. Um, and so, well, that is super cool. So share with us a little bit. You said, make your first sale. And I'm going to guess that was an affiliate marketing uh, and just kind of the background in that. And the, you know, obviously you saw this ad on Facebook, but like, how did that look for those two months and what did you do? And then you made your first sale and. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the ad that I had seen, it was for a training platform. Um, anybody that understands the terminology, which I feel like most people would, they sold like a lower ticket item on the front end and then a higher ticket item on the back end where you'd make a significant amount more commission on the back end. So I bought into the front end offer, got presented the back end offer. And I was like, yes, like I, I actually didn't even care. When I saw the front end offer, I was like, I don't give a, sh I don't give a crap. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't care what the back end offer is like. <laughs> I love it. But I just, I knew like, it was kind of like, I'm here. The front end offer is here. The back end offer is my bridge to get here. I will do whatever it takes because I want to be here. Um, so yeah, I bought into the back end offer. And I actually, even though I quit my job two months after I started, I actually didn't do anything for the first three weeks. I had like planned a three week road trip and I like drove by myself from like Key West to Vegas. And then I was up and I was going to like festivals, hanging out with friends, traveling. And as soon as I got back, I was like, okay, <laughs> like, it's grind time. I'm doing this. Uh, and the front end offer was also, it came with training. So there was like a training platform that taught, um, social media marketing and, uh, like Facebook and Instagram advertising. I literally had no training other than that. And like Google and YouTube, I'm a college dropout. Like I don't have background in like sales, marketing, anything. Uh, and I just learned stuff like, they teach you in college doesn't work by the way. You're I know. Right. That's like, I talked to so many people who had like marketing degrees and they'd be asking me questions. And like, because I had actually physically done it and gotten data and like learn, I had the answers and like, they went for four years and like, didn't know these answers. So and probably have a big fat uh, bill to, to show for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. It's crazy. Um, but that's all I really did. I, I started posting consistently. I like made a brand new Facebook business page and a brand new Instagram page, which like, I wouldn't actually recommend that. I think converting your current followers is probably less work over time, but I started up two brand new pages, started running ads. And literally after literally 30 days of running ads, I like made my first sale. And like for a lot of people, it would take them like sometimes three months, sometimes more than that. Mm -hmm. um, so it was pretty like rare in the space um, and things just literally blew up after that. It got super consistent um, and yeah, yeah. It, uh, it got, it was just crazy, <laughs> but that's basically what I did. For those you go the entrepreneurial roller coaster, quit, have to learn, get the first sale excited. It's just like this, you know, yeah. uh, different, uh, either you're super, super 
happy and everything's going well or things are tanking. You always have to be, you know, teetering between the two, right? Because uh, yeah. not everything goes right in business, that's for sure. So share with us a little bit about like the product that you chose, the company you chose, why you chose them. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll get a little bit, I got a couple questions in regards to kind of the ads and, and how you focused on the lifestyle marketing. Definitely. Yeah. So the products that I work with, I mainly like sold on the front end, just like a make money online opportunity. Um, it was selling like a training platform that essentially it teaches you all the pieces that you need to know for social media marketing, um, Facebook advertising, paid and organic. So you it was essentially went through the process, learned it yourself, and then turned around and affiliate marketed the product that you use to teach yourself. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a great yeah. strategy. Yeah. And it was really easy pretty well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, that's why it was so easy to sell is because I was like, I was the success. Yeah. I was like You're the, a product the, of the product. Exactly. Yeah. So it was really easy to sell because I could tell people exactly how it worked for me. And like, I knew the ins and outs of all of it. So it was really easy. And then on the back end, we would sell uh, King of Water machines. So <laughs> she asked me to repeat that slowly when I first said it, so I'll say it again. Um, but King and Water machines, so they're basically just water ionizers that hook up to the sink. And I would sell, um, from my perspective, it's like there's two different, I guess, really key components of the product. It's like the health what word am I looking for? Like the health the side health of it, benefit, probably. Yeah, the health benefit and then the compensation plan benefit. And I was mainly selling like a work from home, make money online. So I was focusing a lot on the compensation plan side of things, but the health aspect, man, like it literally changed my life, changed my health, which is beautiful. But I always focused on more of the compensation plan side of things. Cause that's what a lot of people are looking for is an opportunity to work for themselves. And mm -hmm. that's what it granted me. So <laughs> that was yeah, the it's nice to balance the two too, you yes. know, right? if you can, you know, focus on um, improving somebody's life and get well compensated for it. I mean, that's like the magic sauce in any successful business. So share with us a little bit, you mentioned lifestyle marketing, and I think you kind of teetered into that looking at, okay, on the health side, like in, when you ran those ads, like, you know, how did you position that so that you could have that attraction marketing uh, versus some people, you know, it's like, they think marketing, and it's probably why you said, oh, I'm never going to be in sales and marketing because they're like used car salespeople, right? Um, yeah. Where they're pressing something on you versus attracting your audience to you. So can you share a little bit about that attraction and, you know, lifestyle marketing strategy you had? Yeah, definitely. So I mainly on social media, I would focus a lot on just sharing value. I wasn't pushing like my product or opportunity all the time because I was learning a lot. I mean, like I had just learned about law of attraction, spirituality, business mindset. I was reading a bunch of personal development books. You know what I mean? Like there was so much new information that was coming to me personal development wise that like, I just, I couldn't share enough. Like I would literally, I think I did go lives every day for like three months on my Facebook page, <laughs> like three months straight every single day. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was a lot of fun. So I was sharing a lot of value. And I think, I mean, if you're in business, you know, the no like, and trust factor. So like people knew me, I was being really vulnerable and really open. Like, Hey, this is what I'm struggling with. I didn't like wait until I was really successful to be like, look at me. I made a bunch of money. Like it was always just like, I started my business. Like, this is what I'm going through. Like, this is like just the emotional stuff. This is the stuff I'm learning. Like, and people, I like the messages I would get was, it was just nuts. It was crazy to like hear the low points that people would be in their lives and like seeing something that I had shared or implementing something that they had heard from me. Like it's giving them hope, 
right? Yeah. The hope sells the best, right? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're working with a team or, uh, and I love that. And I love the positioning of attraction marketing and being vulnerable. I think so many people are ashamed of their vulnerabilities or their weaknesses. And it's like, oh, wait a second, Aaron's human, just like me. Yeah, exactly. And like, then they look into what you do and then they're interested and they want to work online as well. You know what I mean? Like that's like the funnel and it wasn't even intentional. It wasn't like, let me like be vulnerable just to get sales. I just was vulnerable to be vulnerable. Well, and you like, have to be transparent. It, 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 you know, if it's not authentic, you know. Yeah. Right? Exactly. I mean, you can feel it right away, especially, um, you know, just, you can tell in a post and, you, and, and I love the, oh yeah, I had to wait to share until I made all this money online. Nobody really cares at the end of the day. I, yeah. I think, you know, it's great to have proof, right? Everybody wants social proof. It's one of the things that you have with, you know, influence if, and no one's read the book influence. Uh, it's one of the best sales and marketing uh, books ever. And then what's the number one is giving something first. And I know that social proof is somewhere uh, on the list of, I believe seven are in the book. It's by Robert Caldini. Yeah. And so I think that really is what kind of type of, you shared a little bit about your business piece, but then the personal aspect piece, did you have some type of recipe? Like some people go, okay, share one thing about the business, share, you know, a personal growth piece and something funny or some type of, a, you know, framework that you used, or yeah. did you just wing it? I have a framework now at that time, I completely just, I just winged it. Like it was <laughs> whatever came up and a lot of the ads, whenever I would like wing the ads, cause I just do 15 second ads or like, I had one that really crushed it. That was like seven minutes long. And if you look statistically, like people don't watch seven minute ads and like the watch, it was nuts. Um, but I was in Vietnam, just like in this bungalow. And I just started filming an ad, just kind of talking about it. I literally broke down crying. Cause I was just like, dude, like I'm in Vietnam. Like I'm making, I was making probably like multiple five figures a month at that time. Whenever I was filming it, it was nuts. Like it was just like caught on camera, like a true surreal, like, oh my God, this is my life moment. And it, it crushed it. I mean, like it was nuts and people would try, like people who were also in the community would like start to film ads and they'd cry in them. But it was like, it was like, oh, Aaron cried in her ad. Let me like cry because that actually works really well. But like mine wasn't planned. It was just completely authentic. And I think that's what worked. So like I had another ad that crushed it. It was just funny. Like it was hilarious. It was 15 seconds long and it was just really funny. And it just crushed it as well because it made people laugh, but it was also just like what naturally came up as I was filming and like- well, Because people, it's like how we connect with people. I mean, yeah. this is normal, right? I mean, we're alive, but at the same time, how many businesses where you never actually meet the owner or who you're buying from. And this is the, the medium is, you know, you're watching a video and you're getting a sense for who that person is because people buy from people, yeah. right? They don't buy from businesses. They buy from people. Yeah. Um, so share with us, I know you won it back or we're winging it back in the past. Share with us the framework you now use. Cause I think a framework, it's not like you have to, it's like hard and fast. I think it's just easier for people to have like a, a thought process, like, okay, let me think about what that would be. Uh, so what do you do now in your framework? Now, I honestly just got really clear on like the three or four, I think I have five chunks actually that I really like loved talking about that my audience also responded really well to. The way I got there was just by like testing. I just talked about when I did those three months of go lives, I talked about everything. I talked about all the trips that I had taken, traveling to 50 states, law of attraction, like stuff I was reading in my books. And I saw what had the most comments, the most interaction. And like, that's what I focus on primarily, but I made sure I was never talking about stuff that I didn't like. 
So it was always stuff that I really enjoyed. So now I have kind of like five different categories of things that I just love talking about and love sharing and teaching. Um, and I have a team that like kind of breaks down videos now into written posts and stuff. So they do the written posts, but I just film videos now and like about those topics and the things that I really love that I know can give value that I also have pretty much, I make sure to like share while I'm in the middle. If I like wait until I've like already gone through something and then like, Hey, I'm on the other side. This is what I learned. Like people like hearing that, but it also is just like, I think it hits a lot more and it's a lot more authentic. If like, well, it's just like a movie. You want to be a part of the journey. What if they like did the whole movie and then it was just like, Oh, this is what happened versus like yeah. being in the seat, experiencing it with somebody at the same time. And the fact that they may be experiencing the same thing and then are gleaning from your realizations that you're making along the way as well. Yeah, definitely. So I think my strategy now is like talking about stuff while I'm in the middle and the less I want to talk about it, if it's like, not because I don't like it, but because it's like, oh my God, like, I don't want people to know this about me. Like, this is really vulnerable. I really don't want to say this. Like, that's how I know I need to do it. And as soon as I post <laughs> those videos, dude, it goes nuts. Everybody else is experiencing the same thing at the same time. I'm like, why was I even scared to like post? Like everybody like feels it, not everybody, but like there's yeah. so many but people. People that you want to connect with and that's your who. And so, yeah. you know, you lean into the next question I was going to have is like, how do you figure out who your who is, right? I think you identified it's like, okay, they're going along the same journey. Yeah. Although now when you have to find that who in this big C, yeah. Right. Like if you, and if you weren't using, so ads you target. So if you're talking about an ad, could you share a little bit about the targeting? And if you're not talking about ads, share it, how can you just organically reach out to somebody or, you know, target somebody that you think would be kind of one of your peeps? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's funny because even through all the targeting, I always get the same kinds of people, but I had a, a blast targeting. Like I, I did Facebook ads full-time all the time, never took a break for about two years. Um, and I haven't done them for about a year now, but I would target everything. I had like my baseline. So anybody who's like into like targeting demographics would like understand you can kind of make different like boxes where like Facebook or Instagram or whoever has to actually like, they have to match one of the things in that like box essentially of demographics. Um, so I had one for mindset where like, if they matched one of them, I'd be happy. I had one for, um, gosh, entrepreneurship and business. I had another one for like, personality and then I'd have a box that was just one interest so like that's how I would split test is I'd have the same like control group and then I'd have one variable that I changed mm -hmm. um and my age range I always kind of like I played around with that a lot at first but I, I pretty much stick around like 21 to 35 is like where I found like my sweet spot is at least the people that really like connect with me through the ads and stuff like that so that's what I started targeting as well um but all the variables I tested man I tested people who like smiling I tested people who like just random stuff, music festival, I mean, stuff that you wouldn't think to target for people to work with. But I knew that like the people I'd work with the best, especially because I'm teaching lifestyle marketing and I'm also like a product of the product. I wanted to work with people who were similar to me because mm -hmm. I knew that like something that worked for me would also probably work for them if they were similar. So I just targeted everything I was interested in, to be honest, but I had those baselines where it was like, okay, I want them to like, I like that. You know, that's a great strategy of finding people that are like you and you like the product and you want people to follow in your footsteps. It makes a lot of sense yeah. instead of just being so hyper-focused. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've had so many people, oh, I identify your ideal client and they go through six pages of freaking these scenarios. And you're just like, Hey, well, 
I want to target somebody like me. I mean, still split test, right? That makes a lot of sense. So you have this specific data, uh, but you know, people like people that are like them. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of the people, if you like lined up everybody next to one another, they don't look the same at all. And like, I don't know if their interests are the same either, but like foundationally as people, we are so similar. It's nuts. All of us do. It's really crazy, but like all of us have experienced something traumatic in like the teenage years. I lost my father whenever I was 15. And I think that's what kind of like started me on just this like completely new path and like life and everything. Well, yeah. You realize and it's, uh, you know, you only got so long, right? Exactly. Yeah. And especially whenever you're a teenager at any age, whenever that happens to you, it's a, it's a reality check. It's crazy. But like all of the people that I attracted experienced something whenever they were teenagers. And I was like, this is not a coincidence. Like I didn't even openly talk about it that much, but that's just who ended up coming to work with me. So I think we all had very similar mindsets and understandings, similar morals, similar ethics. We're just all like very similar people in that aspect with just like different interests on the outside, which is really cool to like meet people like that, especially some such a big group of them. So that's awesome. So before uh, we um, uh, wrap up here, I'd like you to share just a couple, maybe, you know, three or four, I think we've already shared so much, but like if you, if, if it were you and you were talking to yourself, yeah. right. When you woke up that morning and you're hitting the snooze button um, and what would you say to other individuals that are waking up and hitting that snooze button and then also feeling like, well, what the heck do I do, right? I mean, there are so many individuals out there that I've spoken with and also not getting, you know, so many times the ads are, it's a bunch of fluff, right? Mm -hmm. Especially in the affiliate sales marketing, that whole space, you can get a lot of wannabes and a lot of really, you know, not up to par products. What would yeah. you say to them and what actions they should take? God, I would definitely like grab them by the shoulders and shake them. I'm thinking of me four years ago. It's just, if you're waking up like that and you're having the realization, like having a realization like that is so powerful, but it, it's not, it's like 10% of it. You know what I mean? Like you have to actually do something about it because trajectory, I actually read this in uh, James Clear has a book called Atomic Habits. Read this in the beginning. He said, you should be far more concerned with your trajectory than your current results. So if you're like oh, upset with where you currently are at, that's one thing you have awareness, but it's just a reflection of the actions that you've taken in the past that have led up to this, this current moment. If you continue though, which now it's a choice, if you have the awareness and you continue to do the thing that's making you feel this way and unfulfilled, if you know, if you're not having success in an online business, but you keep doing the things that have you not be successful and you don't make drastic changes, like that's your trajectory. You can mathematically figure out where you're going to be in a certain amount of time if you don't change anything. Because if you don't change anything, then nothing eventually changes. That's so, what was the name of that book? Atomic what? Atomic Habits. Oh, I am so reading that. So good. So That's good. Awesome. I love it. Well, and 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 I think too, Erin, some people just get used to it. It's like, oh, I'm hitting the snooze button. I'm supposed to hate my job. Yeah, no. So don't take it. Get off your booty and on your feet and reach out. And there's tons of help. I know. Uh, you can you reach can out help. to Erin. So uh, <laughs> how can our listeners get a hold of you or viewers get a hold of you? Yeah, LinkedIn's probably the best. Uh, name is Aaron Markowski. Do you want me to spell it? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay. It's A A R O N 
M-A-R-K-O-S-K-Y. Real name is spelled with an E, but because of the Key and Peel episode, substitute teacher for anybody who hasn't seen it, A.A. Ron is what everybody calls me. So it's A.A. <laughs> Ron on, on LinkedIn. <laughs> awesome. Wonderful. And we'll make sure that uh, it, your uh, LinkedIn profile is also connected in the post. So thank you so much for your time today, Erin. It is amazing. I love your story and the best wishes to you and your entrepreneurial future story. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the People Catalyst podcast. And remember, it's a good life.